Hello beautiful friends, this is Claire and the Art of Life. I'm going to speak here in this blog and podcast about homeopathy. I've been sharing a couple of posts lately on an, an alternative channel that I've been connected with for 35 moons. The hive.blog decentralised platform which is uncensorable and which rewards us for sharing rather than distracting us with publicity or um, manipulating us with algorithms and showing us only what the corporation wants us to see and thinks that we should want to see. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, been on the hive since just before I came off mainstream social media, before I started getting censored on Fbook and Insta and WhatsApp and all the rest of it. Um, and it was quite chaotic and nerve-wracking at first to step out into a, an alternative realm an alternative social media like I didn't know anyone there at first <laughs> and that was different to going on to a mainstream social media where I could look people up that I know in lots of different contexts and places that I've lived and just look look folk up and connect with them there very easily all I had to do was fill in all the details and give give the company my data <laughs> and and let them surveil me and throw publicity at me 24 hours a day. But, yeah, going on to an alternative platform, um, the whole dynamic is very, very different. It's owned by people for people to begin with, and it's it can't be erased and will never be erased, essentially. And we're rewarded in cryptocurrency that might not seem like much if you're just posting once a month or once a year, but if you're posting daily and building up a, a following and sharing with others and connecting, building up your connectedness, um, you can actually do that there where it's very much harder to do that in, in mainstream platforms where there's a much more passive relationship with this corporate structure which we actually don't understand the shape of um the difference with the decentralized reality is that it's more organic it's more naturally shaped and you naturally get to see lots of people that you wouldn't usually see on a conventional um social media where you're in a little bubble on your own all of this to say, it relates very much to homeopathy and to real health and the decentralised platform because in itself, our organic connectedness has meaning and it has purpose. Um, our collective immunity the movement of our energy from inside us towards outside, how we witness each other, how we support each other, 
either closely or at a distance. These are all really, really relevant things and relevant to our health and relevant to homeopathy. Um, whereas conventional medicine tries to keep us in a bubble, the extreme aspect of which is recent efforts to isolate folk worldwide and get us habituated to be locked down and have our faces covered and keep things inside, like push things back inside. And additionally, the conventional approach to the COVID has been to very aggressively attack the thing as if it were not a living part of us. And of course, it is a living part of us, the COVID. And if we attack it as if it's not a living part of us, whilst it is a living part of us, it's obviously going to have a very serious effect on other aspects of us. Um, so this is a, a bit like the isolating of our digital identity on, on conventional social media, in inverted commas, where we end up in a little bubble via an algorithm which only gets us to see stuff similar to us. So we get increasingly, increasingly distorted and detached from the wider world, um, almost as if we're locked in our house with a mask on and a set of gloves. And when we do go out into other groups or whatever, we're still getting, uh, meaning on, on conventional social media, we're still getting, like when we go to the supermarket with our hand wash and our keeping our distance, where we're, we think we're seeing an impression of the world, but we're actually, again, still seeing only things that are very much related to what the internet, the AI has decided, the algorithm algorithms have decided, is us. Like the, the fictitious, simplified cartoon version of us, the digital version of us, which is not us. <laughs> of course, it's absolutely not us. Um, the living, breathing, flesh and blood farting, burping, bleeding, um, thinking, organic, living beingness that we are, our consciousness in physical form, outside the internet, um, is a profoundly complex, intelligent, advanced form of life. And should be treated as such, should not be treated like a mechanised cartoon version of itself, as our modern medicine tends to do. <clears throat> so there are parallels, the metaphor of modern social media, in, in inverted commas, and real decentralised, actually social, actually media, <laughs> which is uh, a, just a completely different creature and consciousness. Um, my leaving mainstream media was also something that I could equate with what it is to to not stand in to stand separate from the conventional medical approach. Um, I must say, like one of the most upsetting 
things probably of my life, but certainly of the last two years, has been the fact that the symptoms of COVID and the rest of it and various other diseases like fucking cancer can be treated naturally, gently, methodically to bring a person back to whole health. That's the fact, the science of it. Those are the facts. Those are the science of it. But the conventional mainstream approach has been to go at it with big guns, to interfere with the the process that's trying to release itself from the body, mind and spirit, trying to express itself, express, push outwards, let something go. Instead, the conventional treatment has been to suppress suppress those symptoms and maladies and aspects of self that are expressing themselves uniquely in each individual. Um, Everything's rushed, everything's done at a heightened state of stress, both both in patient and person treating. And unique living beings are treated on a conveyor belt as if they were inanimate objects, effectively, as if they were uniform objects that can be treated mechanically and that can be treated infinitely aggressively with no, as if there would be no consequence. But the consequence of modern medicine is rarely even registered or analysed or discussed. That's just like oh, we're doing our best, we have to do this, we're doing our best. And unfortunately, that happened as if it's nothing to do with the the, the jib-jab or the anti-inflammatories or the invasive um, ventilating machine machinery or su- such like. So, um, I was sharing on the Hive.blog a decentralised platform over the last couple of days, um, some posts sharing my homeopath, Shelley Garrison, her experience treating COVID with homeopathy. And I also was sharing my own experience around that and around treating the ongoing symptoms in relation to not just the VIRUS, but also to the wider psychosis and for example, extreme anxiety about where the agenda is going, how the mainstream is censoring and penalising people who are in full health, who have an intact immune system, how unlawful this is, but how there doesn't seem to be many folk, there don't seem to be many folk standing up for that unlawfulness. You know, there seems to be a passive acceptance of, oh, it's just what has to be done, um, we have to use the maximum force and maximum controls and it's unfortunate but this is just how it is. Um, again, the, to say that this is upsetting and concerning and that it's caused me anxiety is an understatement. This has been, of all the traumatic incidents in my life, um, and there have been many, many compounded traumas in my childhood, 
my young adulthood, my adulthood, and even in recent years, uh, significant accumulated stresses and pressures and violations of my mind, body, spirit that have built up into a, a great state of overwhelm that in the context of the direction that the mainstream is taking this whole so-called global crisis, um, it is extremely worrying to think that already I can't access post office, town hall, supermarket, whatever other things that I haven't tried to access. You know, I buy all my groceries from one little shop and then the wee vegetable stall and the, the butchers. And as much as I appreciate the treasure of that, and I'm actually not complaining about it at all, it very much does or has concerned me that at some point I will be denied access to reality at all and I'll be expected to have a pass. Um, in order to be allowed to go somewhere. Um, I know that that will never happen because I know that I will not allow that. I will not allow it. And I stand in fully in my sovereign right to walk freely on this earth. There is nothing that can stand in my way anywhere, never mind borders, carabinieri, whatever. There is nothing that can stop me. And I don't say that out of arrogance. I say that simply as a healthy, peaceful, loving benign human being in living relationship with life um, with an intact immune system and no I am not a contaminating um, alien <laughs> or alienable um, entity that is going to poison the air if I step into a building but I can see, I, I've been watching how that that distorted projection has been um, developed and indoctrinated into the mainstream in the last couple of years. And and obviously for a long time before that, um, the, old, the old germ theory has been pushed hard even since it was completely denounced at its original presentation and, and was disproved at its original presentation but like the whole story of petrol and the whole story of chemotherapy and the whole story of gynecology these things have been I don't really know how to explain this but like railroaded like they've they've had the way constructed forward for them which shouldn't have been constructed forward for them if we had been really looking at health if we hadn't been looking at profit for rich white men and the conventional patriarchal hierarchy if we had been looking at real health real vitality blissful birth health lifelong vitality and health of a baby that is born naturally and orgasmically if we were treating the subtle body with all the elements of being rather than treating the body as separate from energy, separate from psyche, separate from emotions, if we were actually looking at science and looking at life, how it actually exists, real life, 
if we were actually focused on real life and real health and real science and real nature, the world would be in a, in a far healthier, more peaceful, more beautiful state. But we haven't been. We've been focusing on profit, manipulation for profit, suppression of truth and manipulation of, of behaviours for profit. And that has been going on for a very long time. It's no coincidence as a parallel but, but very deeply interwoven story with all of this that homeopathy, all this time, the last two centuries at least, has been curing, healing the most chronic diseases in the world, pandemics, epidemics, etc, 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 very peacefully, very benignly, with no horrendous consequences like conventional therapies have created, with minimal, very, very minimal death rates with huge success in turning around things like the Spanish flu, the COVID. But, and this is where it all gets really, really messy, This the, the true science, the true story, the true outcomes of homeopathy have been methodically, systematically, not just oppressed, but distorted to such degrees, inappropriate exp experiments, inaccurate experiments, experiments have been made by mainstream, which absolutely do not have anything to do with homeopathy or the, the true treatment home homeopathically, like the, the proper protocol, as it were, homeopathically. Instead, the already distorted worldview of modern medicine has been used as a filter to, through which to view homeopathy, which indoctrinates us to already see anything that involves even the emotional body and the psychological body as whole, as part of the physical body. It immediately denounces that. And immediately distorts that into, like that, you know, starts talking about things like um psychosomatic and um just in someone's head and somebody being emotionally unstable and having to have chemicals in their brain corrected or whatever. Um, the the complex, beautiful biodiversity of human consciousness is that we are whole. And we are whole as one, as a collective. Those are the facts. Our denial of that doesn't make it less of a fact. Our contradicting it and treating the body as if it's a machine doesn't help that, doesn't, doesn't stop it from being fact that we are whole, complex, interconnected beingness and consciousness. So... We were living at this crisis point on the one hand, which is actually a healing spurt on the other hand, <laughs> when you view it homeopathically. And um, both, both realities are existing at the same time. But 
the folk who are occupying one reality can see both realities and the folk who are up, um, the folk who are occupying the mainstream reality are only seeing one reality and what they're that one reality that they're seeing is ultimately doomful painful all about suffering all about there not being solutions all about there only being danger and that the danger has to be mitigated by extremely strong control measures and as a direct consequence of that everybody losing their basic human rights their basic natural rights their sovereign right to exist even um so why I feel it's a really good time to start talking about homeopathy, apart from the fact that homeopathy has been healing COVID from the outset and for many years before and is having enormous success in doing so and is being censored and is being um, undermined by lies and unscientific distortion of truth. Um. It's a beautiful time to start talking about homeopathy now because folk are very visibly um, losing confidence both in the conventional medical system and in the structures that are relating to the conventional medical system in the context of this so-called crisis. Um... I can only ever talk from my own my own experience and the people that I work with and live with and share with and I'm gifted by and who I gift to. And I would say but conventionally, but actually and that perspective, my life perspective is very broad and very panoramic. I've had a lot of different experiences in my life that many people haven't had. I've lived in a lot of different cultures. I've learned lots of different languages. Uh, well, at least kind of six or so. I've lived full immersion in different cultures and countries. And I've also subsisted in a way that most pe people wouldn't have the balls or the courage or the ovaries to, to do. Um, I'm not meaning that in an um, egotistical way. I'm just meaning it in terms of, like, most people seek stability in physical things, in wages, in routine, in staying in the same place, in being able to control things around them, in being living near a big enough supermarket or a, um, having... Uh, a, a big enough stable wage that they can pay all their bills and have some money left over for fun in inverted commas at the weekend um, and they they wouldn't dream of giving themselves all of that up in order to experiment with divine intelligence and see if the universe really would hold them up if they just jumped and flew um, I've taken some really big, um, I, I, again, I, I don't want to say taking chances or gambling or experimenting really because it, 
it's more that I have stepped into the new in my life lots and lots of times, including spontaneous traveling, not not having a destination in mind, including just walking and walking, including just moving to another country relatively randomly and spontaneously, including having a, a several decades long art practice of spontaneous painting and creation and co-creation including gardening and uh, taking care, guard, guardianing pieces of land and plots of land in unusual places which haven't, um, in which I haven't got the conventional contract of either owning the land or being paid to work on it, uh, just working land like not particularly guerrilla gardening, as it's sometimes called in urban situations, but just working land and learning about working land by doing it and foraging and subsisting on very little fiat currency. And I've done all of these things following calling and following holistic health. Um, and that's significant that's significant like to a conventional to a mainstream viewpoint a lot of people might think like from a conventional art world in inverted commas perspective like as one gallery owner bless her we actually used to live next door to each other and I used to babysit her kids but I, I got in touch with her years later and brought a painting or two to her gallery and they had them up in the gallery for a while and I came to pick them up when they didn't sell and she was saying to me Claire in all these years like it'd been about 10 years since I graduated when I used to live next to them have you have you ever sold a painting to anyone who isn't a friend or family and she she was meaning this as like for god's sake what am I going to do with you like what can you not just sell a painting to the wider public or, you know, obviously you're not very successful, or whatever the snobbery was about it. I was I was really like I was stumped at the question. I was I was going back over all the people that I'd sold. I actually had sold one just the year before to somebody. And in fact that was the only one that I ever did sell to. <laughs> somebody that I didn't know. There's just one person ever. Um that I didn't actually physically speak to or have a transaction with, or like meaning a, a communication with online or have a wee conversation at least. Um, but the, the presumption was, the insult was the presumption. The insult was like, God help you, you've, you're only selling to friends and family. It's like, fuck that. There's a great tradition of many, many centuries of artists only ever selling to friends or family. <laughs> and brothers uh, Vincent van Gogh being a really good example that there's plenty of artists who barely ever sold in their lifetime that's not a, a bad thing that's just the nature of how art has been stolen from people up into the hierarchy and has been manipulated the markets have been manipulated to make us feel that art doesn't have value until an artist is dead and real art which is always ahead of its time or rather, the times are probably way behind where they should be. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole load of stuff in all that. 
But the point I was making is that from a conventional perspective, I might be seen as an artist who hasn't had conventional success. And yet I'm living a life where I'm doing exactly what I want to do without any limitations. The conventional perspective is that you need all these limitations on your life. You might even need limitations on your health. You you would view your body as a, a limited capacity object that is inherently flawed and that needs to be corrected continuously and fiddled with and played with. Um, and that if you can somehow squeeze the tiniest bit of pleasure out that you're doing all right and you know you're very or you're very lucky maybe but my worldwide perspective is my yeah again my my global perspective my understanding from what I've enriched myself with in my travels free living challenges blood sweat and tears um, throwing myself into situations which most people would never dream of surrendering to, my surrendering into flows and new adventures and challenges and and my own health, surrendering to my own health, mean that at the age of 47, and oh, actually, I, I was just saying before, I should not say that, I'm almost 48, way. Um, it means that at this age, when the majority of people my age have got pr- at least some significant issues with their menstrual cycle or fibroids or breasts or long-term debilitating fatigue or anxiety or tension in their body or issues with joints and so on, even at this young age, I instead feel that I got all my symptoms out the way when I was younger (laughs) and I'm now enjoying profound health, profound clarity of mind, profound biodiversity or, or spectrum of emotions that I'm able to express in the moment eloquently and comfortably in each moment and I'm finding what I need in the world. I'm enjoying it when I have it. And then I'm letting go of it once I'm finished with it without any having to carry something around that I don't need anymore. Um, I live in gift. I'm able to acquire what I need through attracting it to me or through purchasing it. Um, relatively easily, uh, effortlessly in my life. But I haven't been tied into a contract with anyone. And that's that's very significant. There's not many people who can say that. That they have the good work life or the free work life and the flexible work life. And own their own home and have complete, um, what's it called? Well, control, but I don't really think of it as controlling my time. Um, complete freedom in their time and in their intentions and um, projects or 
goals and so on. Um, and ultimately, all of that freedom of health and wealth and happiness and abundance comes through my having used homeopathy. It comes not just through using the homeopathy, but not using conventional medicine. And at this time, that is such a significant treasure to be in possession of, to be in possession of uh, an, an intact immune system, a functioning and vibrantly alive immune system is probably the greatest rich richness that we can have on the earth it also it makes me think of a, a funny t-shirt that somebody on a subway had taken a photo of a guy guy in a t-shirt that says um non-jib-jabbed non-vaccinated sperm don donator or something cash only <laughs> and an arrow pointing down to his pelvis so beautiful i think there will be a time when um yeah, it does make me think of the, the phrase from the Bible. Not that I know much about the Bible, but I think it was written in the Bible. I don't know, I'm just saying this phrase because it's like it's filtered down to me through the collective conscious. The meek will inherit the earth. Um, there certainly will be a time when folk who have chosen a natural path will be standing strong and who've chosen to treat the mind, body, spirit always and always come back to their own core, come back to their own vitality work on building their vitality, not their external energy or their calories, but their actual life force vitality, learning to harvest that, to work with that, to build it and doing things that are always aligned with that, aligned with natural rhythms, aligned with natural cycles and um, seasons and um, what, what our environment is doing actually around us. Um, having good relationship with neighbours, plants, soil, water, elements, um, mountains, rivers, and so on. Um, there's certainly going to be a time when the conventional, the mainstream, burns itself out, when the tower crumbles, and when the distortion of what we actually are has been pushed to the peak of the opposite of what it actually is. That when it's been stretched so far out of itself and distorted so far out of itself, no matter what the agenda thinks it's trying to do, there's a point where the distorted life has so little value and so little vitality and strength that it will essentially peter out. It can't be bolstered by jib-jabs or technologies or having a, a lazy life or um, a chip in our hand or on our watch, our wristwatch, opening a door for us so that we don't have to use the fucking muscles in our arms. You know, there's going to be a point where that bloated, over-medicated, fictitious-named perversion of humanity just falls dead 
falls down or trips and rolls down the stairs and lands in a little puddle at the bottom. You know, there's not trying to be cruel about any particular person in the world right now. And I'm not trying to offend people who take conventional medicine. But what I am saying is that there's a point that you push and push and push the body, mind and spirit to separate from each other so far and the immune system to be interfered with so significantly and the the health, wealth and happiness of an individual be so boxed in, pre-prescribed to and dictated to and surveilled and interfered with, there, there will be a point where not just the vitality is so abbasata, so reduced and diminished to almost nothing, there's going to be a point too where the, the very will of the person isn't sufficient to keep it alive, isn't su- sufficient to give it enough enthusiasm to, to participate in the slave trade that it's been chained into for centuries there's a point at which that system will fail that artificial system will fail and it doesn't mean necessarily like I'm talking metaphorically when I say that the big bloated medicalized perversion of humanity will trip and fall down the stairs into a puddle being melting into themselves what I'm saying is that that aspect of ourselves will start to fall away. It'll start to melt away because it can It can only go a certain distance from core, a certain, like, a, like an elastic band being stretched and stretched. It reaches a peak stretching point and it has all this potential power in it, but it only has potential power to swing back into itself and retain its normal, natural, previous form. Um... the the manipulation of the human mind body spirit has served a purpose it's had all this potential energy and tension and contract that it's been held in that has fed the hierarchy and fed the artificial unnatural structure of modern life in inverted commas but meanwhile (laughs) nature has been evolving Love has been expanding. Human consciousness has been growing, expanding. And there will be a point where, like, the egg cracks open, the chrysalis cracks open, and the wings start to unfurl, the little chick starts to unfold itself and and stand up on its own two little feet, there's going to be a point where um, there's such a tight shell around us, such a tight armour around us, that we can't actually move anymore, and the only option is to break out of the armour. When we're so disabled by and diminished by what's being put on us, that we, we just shake it off, because... It's time to, it's time to be more than that. Like, 
you can be fed so much shit for so long but then there's a point where you can't eat any more shit you're full of shit and you're just like okay now it's time to eliminate that and get on with something different it's the beauty of life and nature is that we will always change and that's what homeopathy is for it's for supporting that change and supporting us to be our what we're actually meant to be um like homeopathy has done a really amazing job in the last centuries of effectively antidoting and turning around the contamination the toxification the medicalization of the human mind body spirit and even of the of the biosphere even of the animal animal life and insect life soil life homeopathy has done incredible work and work like homeopathy has done incredible work not that there's anything that can be really compared to like homeopathy but work on that kind of a level, the subtle level, work with um, water crystals, experimentations with consciousness and water and water crystals and such like. The, the really powerful aspect about this time in particular is around the detoxification process that's going on in the world, that we're, we've been toxified and toxified, intoxicated and intoxicated to such a degree that the the only thing that can happen now you can't put further toxification in the body will not accept it the mind will not accept it the holistic being will not accept it Gaia Sophia will not accept it there's a point where the detoxification process is going to start very quickly and very rapidly to pour out what can't be held anymore by the human vessel and this is this is where homeopathy really comes into its strength, its full potent nature. Um, the agenda wants to squash homeopathy completely and forever, but of course it can't because we need homeopathy and we want homeopathy, and we have every inalienable right to choose our medical. Um, our medicine, our our modality, but even though homeopathy has been sort of kept small, there's a time right now where, like in a way, the only solution is homeopathy. Anything else is a sticking plaster, and anything else is only dealing with part of the problem. Um including all the therapies and, and antidotes that are being posted and certainly including the, the jib-jab, the so-called vaccine, which absolutely is not a vaccine. It is not an inoculation thing, tool, modality, medicine. Um, homeopathy has never been more pertinent, more perfectly tailored, shaped for this time even the times that it was invented in where Hahnemann or discovered in when Hahnemann was unfolding his science, a time when the, the mind-body-spirit was much less contaminated, much less distorted than it is now. This time is 
profoundly appropriate for homeopathic treatment of the whole being in the context of the collective whole being, in the context of us being an integral, intimate part of Gaia Sophia, a functioning part of a whole which is Gaia Sophia, which in turn is a functioning part of a whole that is our, our galaxy and the universe and very probably multiple universes. So whatever we're doing right now <laughs> in terms of looking at the world and taking our individual action in it, I urge, I urge everyone to think about homeopathy and think about treating the whole, thinking, think about supporting the process of detoxification, think about studying what the cells are actually doing, what the RNA process is, what's hap actually happening when our body is creating mucus and liquids and eliminating um, the eliminatory process, the fever process. I urge folks to to look at that, to study that and just get a basic understanding of the modern understanding of the immune system, the holistic, not the binary fucking old fashioned hundred year old view of the immune system, which people are very, very ignorantly using as an example of how the body works. Don't use the old model. Use a new complex model about how intimately interwoven our immune systems are with each other, with the air, with microbes and the biosphere and nature and pollen and everything. <laughs> Look into that. Look into... Um, DNA and the shift in DNA that is going on and the activation of dormant DNA look into that look into awakening consciousness look into off-planet life and other dynamic beings and consciousnesses that are interweaving with our own and have been interweaving with our own mind body spirit for a long long time um, look into the depths of your own internal universe and understand something of the complexity and beauty of it and look into the real science of homeopathy and why it's so appropriate and perfect for this time when we're all running around chasing our tails and um, trying to bash things down with big giant comedy wooden mallets when we're actually bashing ourselves on the head and um, destroying our own immune systems. Um, look into the the agenda but don't be don't be stuck in it um just accept that that's there and that's been always trying to manipulate us but that we are a force far far greater our immune system is far far greater than any toxic interference and this is a time of our immune system expressing itself making itself known making its full complex nature known and there are modalities. There is a modality, homeopathy, proper homeopathy, classical homeopathy from a trusted practitioner. I highly recommend my practitioner, my beautiful homeopath, Shelley. 
um, I'll put her details, her contact details below. Um, yeah, look at look at the real long term panoramic solution, not at the short term knee jerk, reactionary, manipulated, distorted, <laughs> perversely corrupted, um, jib jab that is lying to you about being a vaccine, and that might actually just kill you, frankly. Uh, the least you're going to come out with is a, a very distorted immune system, a very compromised immune system. So look into that, but don't be worried about it. Just know that you have, you are an immune system that is integrated profoundly with yourself, with those around you, with the environment around you, with nature around you, even with the city around you. And that it, it knows exactly what it's doing, exactly what it's doing and support it to do that. Support your mind, body, spirit. And don't fight against it. Let everything that wants to come up, come up. Um, I'm going to share the two articles that I wrote recently about homeopathy on this blog post, this um, podcast. And I'm also going to um, share contact to my, my website and my Hive <coughs> um, referral link if you want to come and join me there um let me know if you have any questions or send me a private message via my website um if you'd love to support my work or give me a wee donation anything a gift i would very much appreciate it and you can do that via the bottom of the pages on my website or from the connect page the contact page there or just contact me privately if you have any questions or just want to join in the conversation. Um, finally, do join me if you'd love to um, delve into the world of divine creative expansion that is my live painting sessions. We'll be doing another one on the first of the month at 4pm Rome time, that's Central European time. And there'll be a Jitsi link underneath this, um, which you don't have to sign up for. You just click on the link and you'll go straight to the meeting room, which is my art house, Claire's Arts house, Art House Studio. And I would love to meet you there if you if you want to just be in that absolutely pure creative space of expression and whatever wants to come out of you right now. Um, I actually feel that that is on the the work method that I use is very much on a par with homeopathy and with supporting the mind, body, spirit to express itself. Um, it's metaphorical and it's homeopathic and it's holistically supporting the natural mind, body, spirit to align with itself and to express itself. So, yeah, that's the real purpose of art. That has been stolen from us and distorted and turned into something else. If you want to learn about the the real purpose of art and how art is healing the world and will save the world, um, come and join me. Blessings and love to you. Much, much love, healing, expansion, beauty and divine alignment to you. Ciao.